dad jokes. Cringy, corny, and constructive. Find out why on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and I want to just have some fun with you on this podcast because I'm going to talk about dad jokes. Father's Day is coming up, and I first and foremost want to dedicate this podcast to my father, who is probably listening to this this week as well. Uh, my dad has implemented humor into our home, um, and and that has reproduced itself into every one of the homes of my siblings and, and our home as well. Uh, he has created a culture of humor and fun. And, uh, and so I honor you, Dad, for that. And you're going to realize in this podcast how important that was for all of us. And so my dad is the king of the one-liner, that is for sure. And uh, he has taken dad jokes to whole new levels at times. Um, so he is truly not only a pioneer in dad joking, but I would say he's on the Mount Rushmore of dad joking. <laughs> he's just that kind of guy. And so um, so we're going to have a lot of fun with that. I've had a really busy week uh, this week. I've been in the ER uh, quite a bit. And, um, and as an ER doctor, you know, you think about, um, just the difficulty of the job and the long hours. And, you know, I actually considered at one point becoming a pediatrician, but I always noticed that pediatricians always seemed agitated. And the reason is, is that they have very little patience. Wait for it. Very little patience. That's, that's a dad joke. (laughs) And so we like to slip in dad jokes. I do it all the time and it results in the eye roll and the cringe. Um, and it's so much fun. And so I actually never really considered becoming a pediatrician. I really do like my job and I have worked a lot of hours this week. That is true. Um, I had a man come into the ER and, uh, after he had his left arm and his left leg cut off, he's all right now. Dad joke. He's all right now. So if you got those or not, or whether you did get them and rolled your eyes, these are dad, these are dad jokes. They're fun. And there is some reason that when you become a dad, like you can't seem to resist. And so I came across a wonderful article that's going to show that my father and myself and those of us who are in the joke, uh, dad joke category of things, uh, maybe we're on the right track. Maybe we're doing the right thing. And so I thought this was an incredibly good article. You know, this podcast is about culture. Now, I've talked a lot about fatherlessness, and I encourage you to go find my podcast entitled The Real Pandemic. 
Um, and I believe that with my whole heart that the real pandemic in our country that has persisted and continues to persist is fatherlessness. If we can solve the fatherlessness problem in our country, the pandemic of fatherlessness, then our country morally, um, financially, socially, racially, I believe all of these things will fall into place because fathers are critical. But I want to talk about dad jokes today. And there is an article that was written by uh, Mark High Knutson uh, out of the British Psychological Society. And this is a study and a work that he's been working on. And I just want to read some excerpts to you because I think this will be incredibly insightful. It starts by saying a duck walks into a pharmacy and says, give me some lip balm and put it on my bill. And it says, whether you laughed or not, and I have my doubts, this is at least technically a joke. Specifically, it is what has become known as a dad joke. In 2019, the term dad joke made it into the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary as a wholesome joke of the type said to be told by fathers, which is a punchline that is often as an obvious or uh, predictable pun or play on words and usually judged to be endearingly corny or unfunny. <laughs> this definition raises questions. What, moreover, are we to make of the association of dad jokes with dads? Are fathers indeed more prone to telling dad jokes? And if so, why? It might seem tempting to simply dismiss dad jokes as bad jokes, at the same time accusing dads of just having a bad sense of humor. But that would be a mistake. When considered properly, dad jokes are an intricately multi-layered and fascinating phenomenon that reveals a lot not just about how humor and joke telling work, but also about father's psychology and the relationships with their children. You didn't realize that dad jokes was quite so important, did you? Dad jokes work on at least three levels, as puns, as anti-humor, and as a kind of weaponized anti-humor when dads use them to teasingly annoy and or embarrass their children. It is in this last context that the link between dads and dad jokes is to be found. Telling dad jokes seriously requires a theory of what makes something funny, for alternatively or alternatively unfunny. At least since the Greek, scholars have debated this issue, but the most promising line of contemporary research in this area, in my estimation, points towards humor being a response to benign norm violations. Puns typically violate the conversational norm against ambiguity. In normal conversation, we can safely assume that the person we are talking to will only ever say one thing at a time, with their words thus having a clear, singular meaning. With a pun, we violate this norm by deliberately saying at least two different things at the same time. It's also what makes dad jokes so susceptible to, to accusations of being stupid, lame, and unfunny. Few people are committed enough to the linguistic norms that govern our everyday conversations for their breach to strike them as much of a violation in and of itself. As such, most people consider dad jokes a stale form of humor. Lacking force as humorous stimuli, puns are, at best, capable of producing a polite chuckle instead of genuine laughter. At worst, condemning groans and eye rolls. I've received all of those. I usually do get a chuckle, especially from my wife. She'll chuckle because she's nice to me about that. But laughter, no, usually not. From my children, usually more of the groans and the eye rolls. <laughs> Yet telling a joke that is so lame or unfunny that it doesn't deserve to be told out loud is itself a violation of the norms of joke telling. And this can in turn make the dad joke funny. 
Normally, when someone shifts to the humorous mode of discourse, which is typically signaled through a shift in tone or the use of discursive markers, such as, have you heard the one about, this is because they have something genuinely funny to say. Dad jokes figuratively violate this norm by following up this shift through a thoroughly tame pun. A dad joke can thus be so stupid, so lame, so unfunny, that this paradoxically makes it funny. In this sense, dad jokes can be considered a type of anti-humor. Humor derived from violating the norms of humor production itself. Are dad jokes then funny or unfunny? And the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> I, do, I do love this very much. So what do dad jokes have to do with dads? Dads appear to have a characteristic way of playing and joking with their children. Fathers are typically more vigorous and challenging in their play than mothers, pushing their children to the limits of what they can handle. In their humor directed towards their children, fathers are simply more aggressive and teasing. Children who are approaching or have begun uh, adolescence appear particularly prone to embarrassment, especially in relation to their parents. And dads can exploit this by telling them jokes that are so unfunny that they are embarrassing. This, of course, is not to say that mothers um, are incapable of telling or appreciating dad jokes, but it may explain the association between dads and dad jokes. Fathers' characteristic style of playing and joking with their children in turn makes sense in light of their distinct personality profile. Across cultures, men and thereby fathers appear on average to be more aggressive, more assertive, less agreeable, and less anxious than women, and thereby mothers, and thereby mothers. Men's greater aggressiveness and assertiveness than women may push them towards being more aggressive and teasing in their play and humor with their children. While women's greater agreeableness and anxiety may in turn impede them in this regard for fear of accidentally hurting their children physically or emotionally, hence their distinct styles of play and humor. I believe that's absolutely true. So do dad jokes serve as a pedagogic function? I had to look up the word pedagogic. It means teaching. So can dad jokes serve a teaching function? Can it be educational for your children? At first blush, father's more aggressive style of physical play and their teasing style of humor with their children might seem cruel, but that would be missing the point. By continually pushing and challenging their children, uh, their children, father's style of rough and tumble play supports their children's physical and cognitive development in important ways while teaching them to regulate their behaviors and emotions. Ideally, father's rougher style of joking fulfills a similar function by teasing, by teasingly striking at their children's egos and emotions without teetering over into bullying. Fathers build their children's resilience and train them to withstand minor attacks and bouts of negative emotion without getting worked up or acting out, teaching them impulse control and emotional regulation. Interesting. In light of this, it's worth considering dad jokes as a pedagogical tool that may serve a beneficial function for the very children who roll their eyes at them. I love this sentence. By continually telling their children jokes that are so bad that they're embarrassing, fathers may push their children's limits for how much embarrassment they can handle. They show their children that embarrassment isn't fatal. <laughs> I love that. That's so well written. For a child who is approaching or has entered adolescence, which appears to be a sensitive period for sociocultural processing, this is an Im immensely valuable lesson. In this sense, dad jokes may have a positive pedagogical effect, toughening up the kids who are begrudgingly exposed to them. 
For this reason, dad jokes are perfectly suited for our modern era. In contemporary Western cultures, which rewards individualism over traditional conformity, it is a boon to be able to withstand the short-term embarrassment that comes from violating social norms in order to stand by one's own authentic self, despite external social pressures. As one dad put, puts it, quote, I think it's important to embarrass your kids. <laughs> or to be more specific, I think it's important to do things traditionally viewed as embarrassing until your kids are basically immune to the effects. After years and years of being exposed to eye-rolling inducing humor with a complete disregard for what anybody else thinks, kids will have nothing greater left to fear. They will gradually build up a strong immunity to judgment and embarrassment and actually feel empowered to be themselves. And this is a testimony to you, dad, my dad listening here on Father's Day week. Um, I do believe that all of your children are not afraid of being in front of people. We are certainly not afraid of embarrassing ourselves. And I believe that's true because of the humor that has actually been instilled in us. There's something about being able to laugh at yourself, uh, being able to be in an embarrassing situation and to be able to laugh and see it for what it is, a non-fatal uh, situation that we're in. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I want our kids to be that way. In fact, Amy and I, we laugh about how it's very difficult for whatever reason to embarrass our children. We try so very hard, but I think that they're immune to it. And for that, I think we should feel good about that. So if my wife is listening, we should feel good about the fact that our kids are generally immune to us embarrassing them. That could be taken two different ways. I think they're so used to it that they usually just smile and realize that we're probably the ones embarrassing ourselves and they're perfectly contented with that as well. <laughs> but I believe it's an important cultural thing in families to be able to laugh, laugh together, not like take life too seriously. This podcast is about a lot of serious things and they're real things and things that we need to talk about and we'll continue to talk about. But I think it's equally as important that we have that that, that release valve, that place where we can truly enjoy each other and laugh about each other and tease each other. I know teasing can be brought to taken too far and that we can, we can teeter over into bullying or teeter over into actually hurting people. And we have to be careful that we don't do that. But in my family and the way I was raised and the way we were raising our children is that we can tease each other. We can enjoy the things that, about each other that are unique. We can draw them out and we can draw attention to them without hurting each other. It's called humor and, it's can be, and it can be good natured. And I believe I was raised that way. And we're hoping that we're raising our children that way too. And the fact that they're so immune to us trying to embarrass them, I think is probably a pretty good sign. The article goes on to say, and I love this paragraph. So to all the dads out there who love telling dad jokes to your kids, don't let their groans, their eye rolls, or their palpable irritation stop you. You are partaking in a long and proud tradition. And your embarrassingly awful jokes may even do them some good. Keep repeating the same old stale puns year in and year out. That's for you, Dad. <laughs> My dad is not shy about repeating the same ones over and over again and getting the same results, and yet it's beneficial. Through painful repetition, you get to experience the same old joke go through waves of being unfunny, and then so unfunny that it becomes funny. One day, you may overhear your children spontaneously telling the same jokes, perhaps when they themselves have become parents. This, if nothing else, is concrete evidence 
that our input as parents does have an impact. Kind of choked me up a little bit as I think about the jokes that I repeat that my dad has said over and over again in excessive repetition. <laughs> I repeated them. They still live, dad. They still live in your children. They still live in your grandchildren. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing. So thank you for your humor and happy Father's Day, Dad. And to my children who have to endure my dad jokes throughout the years and will continue to endure them, I have two words for you, my children. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Because I've just proven to you that this was for your benefit. And it's my pleasure to reproduce those jokes. You know, it reminds me of a time when... Amy and I were traveling, you know, we do ministry and, and at times we have to uh, stay at uh, people's homes and because they are our host and, and we're able to uh, be put up at their homes. And so one time we were, uh, I believe in kind of a country area and we actually stayed at, at kind of a farmhouse and we were uh, welcomed into the home and we were sitting in the living room and to our surprise, um, this all of a sudden came running into the room was a pig and it was actually a pig that had a wooden leg. And so of course, Amy and I were very surprised by this, not only because there was a pet pig in their house, but that this pig had this wooden leg. And so we tried to not act surprised by it. And we kind of sat there for a while and we said, um, eventually, you know, we just couldn't resist any longer. And we had to say, you know, we have to ask, you know, what is the story about this pig? And so the farmer began telling the story that they were living in this home and, and one night, um, their barn caught on fire and, uh, they were in the home and this pig squealed and squealed and squealed and squealed. And the fire ended up coming into the house and because of the, the, the pig squealed so loudly, all, the whole family woke up and they were able to exit the house and were saved. And um, so because of that, we, you know, we made this pig our family pet and we were so pleased about that. And so we listened to the story and we were amazed and we said, I, I can't believe that that was the case. I mean, that's absolutely remarkable. Um, but I said, but I have to ask, you know, what is the story with the wooden leg? And the farmer said, well, a pig that saves your family's life, you can't eat him all at once. That isn't technically a dad joke, but it is my dad's joke. And so since this is a Father's Day message <laughs> that I contribute to my father and dedicate to my father, I have to tell you, dad, that the pig with a wooden leg joke, it lives. It lives. A pig that saves your family's life, you can't eat him all at once. It lives. It's a line that has lived through our generation, our generations of our family, because that was my dad's go-to joke. And so now it has been immortalized on my podcast. And I know that my dad is listening. So that one was for you, dad. And uh, if you didn't see that coming, welcome to Claussen family culture. So culture is important. Laughing is important. And I want to wish each and every one of you a happy Father's Day. I always say, um, don't ever relinquish what is yours. Uh, being a dad is a great thing. And there's so many times that I turn to my wife and I, I say this line, it's good to be the dad. It's good to be the dad. And I've said that so many times in my parenting and in my lifetime. 
And I'm so overwhelmed and honored. And so I say that to all of you dads. It's good to be the dad. And don't ever forget that. Don't give it away. Don't diminish it. Don't dilute it. Uh, but be fully present as the father in the home. It's a great privilege. Jokes is just one thing that we can do. But we offer security and identity and destiny. And we speak life into our children and we, we help them and we direct them. It's a privileged place to be. And even more important than that, we get to be the first grid and filter so that when our children open up the Bible and they read about a heavenly father, that they see that and they want that. That's our goal. That's our goal. So happy Father's Day to all of you as we go forward. And as we go forward together now to set and shape the culture.